Welcome to Royal C3 Truth, the ignition point for global impact and your compass for innovation. In this hive of game changers, we empower transformation, connecting one story at a time. So buckle up for a deep dive into the realities of the C-suite as we continue our journey together. So let's get started. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Sabrina Runbeck. How are you doing, Sabrina? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. How are we? I am in my home place in Houston, Texas. Yeah, and we just had kind of like a, a pre-conversation about that. It's 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 really kind of like ridiculously hot on your end. And, and we just here in Germany, we're kind of like getting colder right now. Exactly. It's not fair. I mean, between I travel so much, I experienced all yeah. seasons. Uh, last month, I went to Yellowstone, so I experienced the fall and then rain, then they snowed. And then yeah. when I went back home, it was our still 90 degrees weather. Now I went to St. Louis for a uh, work gig, and that was start going down to the fall where I was telling we I needed a giant blanket, even though I was wearing first. <laughs> For Renaissance Festival, so you know anything we just learn to adapt, and that's what you really putting this together for the C three. Yeah. How do we, as leaders, yes. be able to quickly <laughs> change test. and adapt? It's a test. Yes, <laughs> it's a permanent <laughs> test. I get you. All right, let me introduce you, Sabrina Rambeck, CEO of Pulse Point Path, leverages her extensive experience in healthcare to empower tech companies for rapid multi eight figure growth. Join her for transformative discussions on healthcare innovation and business advancement. I think your mission to create products designed with passion and made with integrity is just remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Sabrina. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I believe all of us have these amazing ideas and some uh, through my experience in the healthcare space for over a decade, we see many yeah. gifted founders and amazing startups with some really world-changing ideas. People yeah. who could really benefit from the caregiver side, from the patient side, from the provider side, operational side. There's so many different angles and people go into creating what they truly believe can be the betterment for healthcare or wellness mm. or longevity. But how do people get to that point once they pass that beginning phase, right? <laughs> pass the, oh, I just have an idea, I'm getting somewhere going. Is that, okay, now what? Now they start realizing hmm. the people that took them from that barely just an idea to something tangible might not be the right people to take them to that establishment, that multi-A-figure, that consistently hmm. being seen as the authority in the industry and truly making a footprint. Well, I'm, I'm so glad that we can talk again today uh, about all that because you're just a, a, a light tower in, in that regard in healthcare and innovation where healthcare needs innovation. So my first question to you is, um, what inspired you to pursue a career in leadership and how did you make it into the C-suite, so to speak? Yeah, what is funny for all of us, I believe, is that transferable skill set. Now, when I was going to a school, you would see I'm the social chair for anything. I'm always uh, a VP of something. So I felt the need or just simply because I like to do stuff, I have a vision, I have an idea, I'm going to make it happen. 
So naturally, you simply just stepping up the place, start talking to people, planning, and that carried on through my whole life. And when I start getting into medicine, I start realizing a lot of things. It's not just about wait for the patient come to you. We're doing amazing service. I've been doing heart and lung surgery for almost nine years, and it's not just waiting for that moment to get engagement. But how can I create bigger impact, reach more lives, be able to create what I see is the gap, and be able to fill that. And really roadmap the process out, and then at the end of the day, I think I'm the type of person not necessarily like to create, but I like to see the amazing creators out there and make sure、mm-hmm. they get to where they need to go. So that's when I start to just simply stepping up myself, become a speaker, start leading continuing education conferences. And、uh, eventually, just like yourself,、uh, run a podcast and TV show. And the more engagement, the more network that I create, then I can start seeing opportunities and also creating opportunities for myself to be in C-suite. And that's how I got myself. Even when my first position is, I see the gap of one of the company that has no female leaders. And now I simply plug myself in to be able to expand that field. I think it's inspiring how you、uh, just always get to the、uh, thrive to get to the next level, and、uh, so, and that's kind of like really the example that、uh, we all should follow to some extent. And so, what are challenges,、uh, of course,、uh, on our way? So, what are the biggest challenges、um, that you face as the executive、uh, of your company, and how do you overcome them? Right, I love that question because I manage multiple companies、uh, as co-founders or as a manager. Of course, you do. <laughs>、um, and、uh, some of the difficulty really for any team come together. The biggest question has always been: Do we have the right culture fit and skill set fit? And despite of all the best talent in the world. The hiring process can be a very big challenge, and let's just say you already have an existing team. How do you make sure that people were properly onboarded, where they are placing themselves, where you have helped them to place in the best position to amplify what their true talent is instead of burying it? And that's what I see most challenge. On the board、mm. as well, where both myself and many of my colleagues, especially for Postpoint, why we even came together is all of us being on board. All of us ran companies, and then we just see the such a struggle that many times founders or leaders place people with accolades. Well, a lot of us have many letters behind our name. A lot of us have many years experience. How do you make sure all the people that are leaders? On your board, or even leading any type of team, are cohesive,、mm-hmm. and that's、mm-hmm. one of the really challenging thing about integration is that sometimes everyone has amazing ideas, everyone are telling you something crucial, but how do you decipher if that one crucial opinion or action plan is actually connected to the other business domains that make things cohesively? Not just、mm-hmm. independently, they're great. But if they don't work cohesively, 
it's not going to work. So for example, mm -hmm. um, one of the companies from the PR side, they're just pushing it. Oh, we need to get more words out there. Everyone need to know us, right? Very typical for any company. And then the business strategy uh, and marketing side saying, well, we're doing too many things. There's no brand alignment. If we continue to push messages out, people's gonna get confused where are we going with this. So mm -hmm. you have to make sure that even though PR and visibility is important, it needs to not confuse the mm -hmm. end audience or your B2B relationship. And they're very clear on your goals, your, your end destination, how you create win-win together. Mm -hmm. So knowing that uh, that's, I would say, a lot of our challenges and a lot of other people's challenges, that's why when we put PostPoint together as a fractional board for tech companies to be able to scale effortlessly, we made sure everyone would came on board. We have series of testings on their purpose alignment, their skill set, their psychological profile, their body uh, sensory profile, that everything has to be in the right place and cohesively holistically are aligned with each other. There's no offset. And then we move together much more smoother. Hmm. Well, as humans, we make, we all make uh, mistakes. So, and uh, what are the, mis the common, most common mistakes you see leaders, uh, you know, make and how can they avoid them? Yeah, I think the most common mistake is don't know how to apologize. I even wrote a article and a podcast episode on that. It's, it's so crucial that no matter what happened, we know how to fix problem, yes. But if you don't apologize in the right way, people feel really bad, right? And no matter what, it's from a company-wide level. If just use the example, of the United Fly incident where they have to remove mm -hmm. A, a passenger off the plane and that physician was not willing to be, uh, when they got overbooked and got dragged out. So now the way that they apologize was one of the worst case because you should not just explain the situation and defend your people, right? Mm -hmm. People don't like to hear excuses. People don't even want to hear your thought process of why that thing happened the way they did. Because at the end of the day, you made them feel bad. So the different way to give apology is actually validating their feeling because mm. they should feel mm. whatever they feel, whether it's right or wrong, there's really no true right or wrong because mm. how you make people feel, right? So simply right. just uh, knowledge mm. that you made them feel bad and then have a contingency to say, how do I prevent this from happening again? And accepting the responsibility instead of deflecting instead of oh you did that you said that that's why this happened and that become an argument right so even you just simply validate their feeling truly say you're sorry have a plan to prevent that from happening again and um, um, make sure you know how to make up and not have excuses those will be the crucial factors in not having these mistakes or arguments or conflicts happening over and over again. Hmm. Well, honestly, I, I, I'm just wondering when, when got this out of fashion to just to apologize properly, so, right? <laughs> this is just a skill that everybody needs to have. And you do it with your friends, you do it with your loved ones. And uh, well, 
hopefully. <laughs> and why not doing it in business so properly? So thank you for pointing that out. It's, it's just so, yeah, it's, it's a great point that you're highlighting here. So thank you for that. So what is one um, valuable piece of advice you would give other leaders looking to advance their career as well? You kind of like a, as I mentioned, a light tower. And uh, what is it that you would like to share? I would say number one thing is figure out what's missing in your organization, in your company. I have seen so many times there's one crucial position many companies are lacking, and that is the betweener, what I call, right? The really the conductor, the midline conductor. What does that mean? So at Post Point Path, we believe executive leader, the creators, right? The founders of the company truly have three personas. And these three personas are interchangeable, but people have one default. When they try to do everything, guess what? Chaos, right? Um, so what are the three? You have the visionary, people who truly see where this company is going, what's that big idea that we need to put in place that fills the gap in the marketplace and create a solution to go. And then the next person is the connector. Why do we need a connector? Is they're great at building community, getting resources together, selling, right? You have to make sure that vision of yours, that solution actually can be impactful and profitable, right? You have to generate income. Otherwise, how do you keep up with your hmm. operation? And then the third person is the implementer because hmm. the visionary usually talk to high level. People don't get it. The connector are so good at sales, but they are missing the pieces of detail orientation versus the implementer can really get something big strategy idea into the things that work. However, sometimes this implementer uh, get into the weeds too much. So instead of all three leaders, right, all three of them should really have a middle person that gels them together. So we believe that's the strategic conductor. Without that person, guess what? Your, your leaders are always getting bombarded for so many different things. You have no peak performance, right? Because they're constantly being asked. And on the spec, uh, opposite side is when your leader has three different persona, three different values, three different views, even though you come to the same mission, they have three different perspectives. If they are continue to give their doer level, different instruction on what to do and what to implement. Guess what? It's mm -hmm. very confusing for all the people underneath them. And then we see that over and over again, why people leave them companies, why they feel uh, not validated, they feel very confused. So when you have a true strategic conductor in the middle that filters all the messages from your co-founder level and then makes sense of the strategy and then disseminate, that's the true people. So I would say mm. anytime that you rise, you're trying to find what is that position, right? And, mm. and how do you place yourself in that role? Perhaps there's not an existing role, but you're already playing it. And you can then demonstrate your value in what you can do, what problem you solve to then propose to your higher of for them to create that role for you. So I'm always a big mm. component of you have to create the role that you want not just looking for replacing someone who's making a change. We have to be a true problem solver to be leaders. 
Well, I think it, it also helps you, you know, when you are kind of like more on the side of being an aspiring leader and uh, not yet in the C-suite, that uh, you can find your role in that and uh, kind of like show, well, it, it's just embracing it and allowing yourself to fully step into that role. And uh, that makes decision making uh, easier and also gives also the, sig the right signals, hopefully to the right people, uh, to acknowledge that and also further you in your career, right? Would you say? Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. about making that small shift. Even mm -hmm. you're just a team leader and then you wanted to step up to the next level, you can still do the same, right? And mm -hmm. same thing as a, the doer level, you can still spot out what other people don't see, right? We always say, we only see what we see, we only hear what we hear. So if mm. you can get a bigger vision and you can mm. see the gaps and in how to improve your operational flow, how to engage people better, how to be a person who can improve your customer satisfaction, whatever that is, you can mm. become the leader in that domain. Mm. Totally get it. Wonderful. So when was the last time you had a breakthrough moment as a leader and what did you learn from that experience? Yeah. You know, for all of us, we have multiple things throughout life. I think for me, I see every experience as a learning opportunity and as a gift as well. Because at the end of the day, there's too many things you cannot change. And that's okay, right? Whatever happened, happened. Even as we build PostPoint, there's a lot of hurdles on how do we make sure we have the most solidified fractional board? And mm -hmm. how do we support each other in that collaborative way? And for me, it was actually, even though everyone see me as a connector and I do that well, I'm a business uh, strategist from that uh, B2B partnership person. So people come to me, always think about, hey, how do I get into the door for this person? How do I stand out? Um, etc. But f for me, it's when you have all these connections, how do you filter them to pick mm. the right person? And then even you have a conversation, how do you make sure that person wanted to stay on board? And mm. which I believe many leaders deal with the same thing, right? Like if I cut someone a big check or from a tech company standpoint, it's uh, equity, then how do you want to make sure they're not just signing on for the title, but they're actually mm. signing on as a functional board, not just a title, right? Like, mm. just like, oh, I'm here. Um, so we gone through a lot of iterations of working with different people to realize our advisors actually all have experience as a fractional board member in our domain, in legal, in sales, in marketing, in HR. And uh, they also have their own business. So they were in their lifetime or currently have been entrepreneurs themselves. So they understand the struggle and then how to create businesses. Mm -hmm. And that gave us a solidify and the experience beyond someone just got brought in from big corporation, right? They, they're not going to see how to create that entrepreneurial journey from a smaller entity to growing to the bigger one. So that's, I would say, the biggest learning curve, which we're very happy that we created our own proprietary mm -hmm. way of how do you first evaluate uh, purpose alignment and then go into a conversation because we already know based on their skill set and their CV and then their purpose is aligned with us. Then we got into 
uh, a predictor index for the skill set are then actually matching and balancing the rest of the boards. And then we uh, give them additional evaluation for the uh, physical, psychological, and profiling side, uh, and then have them meet us uh, after watching a video of an overall company uh, message and the benefits for being on the board, what we expected them, and then what we will be giving back to them um, before we formally have that invitation. So just filtering out that process, mm -hmm. how do you bring on board, integrate role, it is a huge thing, right? At the end of yeah. the day, we know it's very costly to bring any staff into your company, especially the higher level executives. Yeah, absolutely. Huge impact. I can see that. So what is one valuable free resource you would uh, recommend for leaders looking to improve their skills and knowledge? Yes. So we always loved uh, some kind of improvement, right? We're, we're the <laughs> one who love learning and we never get enough of that. So for us at Postpoint Path, we actually created what's called an impact quotient because we believe everyone wants to create impact. But how do you create that as a leader or as a company as a whole? So we have a 12-point skill that ranges both from how do you think ROI is being created versus how do you retain talent as well as a company culture. So that, that impact skill really is a place where we say, do you understand where you are right now? What do you think at least it is? Because um, even just knowing where you're at right now, then you can set different points and goals and to move forward on that, right? And even with our clients, we take them one step further. We start breaking down those 12 different sections to ask them, set a question, do you actually do X, Y, Z, right? Mm. And then from there, then we give them a whole report on, okay, now we know where you think you are, and now we give you a report on what we believe you are. Are we aligned at some point? If it's not alignment, then we know exactly uh, where they need to go uh, to focus on which area of their skill set or business. Mm. Where can we find that? <laughs> People can go to postpointpath.com forward slash quiz. Fantastic. <laughs> of course, we, we put everything in the show notes so can, folks can check it out. Thank you for sharing, Sabrina. So this brings me to my final question. You know the question. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? I actually took a trip with my mom and a bunch of her um, business partners in Europe in July. So that was a over a week long being in the same closed compartment <laughs> with um with my mom and i would say she's the closest family uh personality wise because we're too similar therefore we are always butting heads but also seeing her in her own element seeing how she created her own entrepreneurship and that's also a great inspiration as well as for me to say, how do I support her uh, in her journey? So uh, I would say that was a great trip, a lot of fun. At the same time, you can uh, really start thinking the personality, the personal side and the professional side at the same time. So that was interesting. So you have been to Europe and you haven't told me. <laughs> so where have you been? <laughs> uh, I actually flew into uh, Southern France early. Okay. Um, and then when 
meet up with her uh, in London, and then we went to Ireland for a few days afterwards. All right. So I didn't okay. make it quite to Germany. I still need to go there. <laughs> okay, next time. Okay. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you, Sabrina, for this uh, wonderful sharing of your goosebumps moment with your loved one, but also for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you, and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you shared with us today. So thank you for listening, and as always, energizing results for you and your loved ones. As we anchor another transformative episode, remember, if today's tales resonated, then that's your ripple moment calling. Let's amplify this impact. I invite you with all earnestness to rate and champion Royal C-Suite Truth to a fellow pioneer, a visionary who craves this caliber of insights and transformation for a deeper plunge into the harmonious realms of business growth with home life motivation, set your course to royal.org and become part of our Ripple of Impact Alliance where mere ripples evolve into formidable waves. Until our paths intertwine again, remain that beacon, cherish the impact and above all, revel in every step of your journey.